Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. It is time to talk some Greyhound racing. Big thanks to Brittany Graham as well with On The Pace here. But uh, it is uh, time now uh, as we welcome in on a Thursday the great man Mick Cowley from Greyhound Race New South Wales. G'day Mick. Hello Dave, how's your week been buddy? Week has been, well it's been wet, uh, but it's been well, a lot better than some other people around this fantastic state of ours. And last week uh, at Wenny Park, we had the heats, of course, of the Peter Mossman Opal and the Vic Peters Classic, and I'm really looking forward to, to Saturday night. Mate, it should be a good one, Dave. Those, uh, it's good to have Group 1 racing at any time of the year, and uh, those two mid-year July Group 1s uh, for the age classics, they're always fantastic. Peter Mossman for the bitches and the Vic Peters for the dogs, and one man who's uh, certainly looking forward to this Saturday night's final of the Peter Mossman in particular is Craig Chapelo, who has a runner. Craig, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Yeah, good morning, Mick. How are you? Not too bad, buddy. Is there a little bit of excitement in the household this week with embracing the final of Peter Mossman? Oh, yeah. Definitely a different week than uh, the normal, being in a big group one. So, uh, yeah, everything's gone to plan so far. We can't help the weather, but uh, we've managed to negotiate that at this stage and all ready to go for Saturday. But it was pretty impressive. The last two runs, in fact, at Wentworth Park have been pretty impressive. The, the win and then uh, a great second behind Yuko Girl last week. She really chased hard to the line. Yeah, I think the win gave her a little bit of confidence to finally know she can do all right out there at Wendy. And uh, I was more than impressed by a run uh, on Saturday night to make the final. So, uh, yeah, prior to that, it had been a little bit disappointing. And uh, I think she was none from five. But in saying that, a couple of tough runs and a little bit of bad luck there at the first term. But I think just as uh, they keep saying, keep putting them around, Wendy, and uh, eventually it'll click, and as it did there in the win. And then she took that into the semi into the semi there and managed to make the final so um, yeah looking at that box 8 seems to um, should suit her anyway I guess yeah, we shouldn't underestimate with dogs yeah, the confidence, yeah, once they do get it it does make a heck of a difference yeah, well, she's one of the youngest uh, only, uh September um, whelp there. So um, she's like you, I think you could be from March onwards sort of thing. So uh, she's given away a little bit of experience there, but I think they're all similar boat. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely think the more that she races, uh, like she's starting to learn how to negotiate in fields and things like that. She has got a little bit of a habit of wanting to get to the outside. So uh, I'm hoping that in time she'll, she'll start to adapt better from anybody box but that's why when she come up with the pink I thought at least it's a hard box to win a final from but probably for her it's um, where she needed to be to have her best chance. Now, I guess too the fact that uh, Pete Legagioni's French Martini's drawn directly inside her as well and it, it usually gets out and and does want to get across to the fence, that potentially could help uh, your girl as well. Yeah, that's that's correct. I mean, we we race French Martini, and uh, lucky we run second to her up in the gardens, Maiden, and at that stage she was really wanting to get across to the fence early, and um, I think she's sort of learned to race better now, but um, yeah, obviously if she can get across, she's going to be hard to beat, so we won't want to give her too much head start. I don't think anyone will run her down, but uh, it could give us a little bit of a cut over in early stages, and if there is any interference there, we might get the good run outside. Now, you'd like to be camped behind the leaders with the strength she has at the finish. 
Uh, definitely, yeah. There's a few that you could probably hope that you might pick them up, but um, in saying that, uh, you, you can't get any of these too much head start in a final. So uh, it's all about who gets a bit of luck and, and keeps their momentum basically throughout the run, and uh, I think that's the one that will probably end up winning the race. Craig, it's been a while since you've had a, a runner in a Group 1, and I, I guess that kind of makes you really cherish these moments when you do get one into a Group 1 final. Oh, it certainly does. Yeah, as I mentioned off air, uh, it was a while ago we had Frosty Fruits in the Futurity and she made the Sapphire Crown in Victoria and then um, later on one of the daughters of Frosty Fruits, Frosty Vintage, made a Vic Peters about 2013. So, yeah, we haven't been in too many big group ones. We've had a few group races along the way in between, but it's certainly uh, cherished getting into the big ones and you, you really try and hope you get everything right and follow your same process and it finally it might come off this week, so fingers crossed. You mentioned Frosty Fruits then. She was uh, she's probably the, the best dog, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that you've had. Um, she was owned by uh, North Melbourne Premiership player Brett Allison and also Matt Frost, who worked at Swans. Uh, she won a Richmond Oak. She made a stack of finals, as you said, around the country. You, you travelled with her and it must have been a good time. Yeah, that really gave me an introduction into uh, the group side of racing up until then. We've been just going along okay around New South Wales, but yeah, as you say, Frosty Fruits, uh, I think we headed off to Victoria and across to WA for the Oaks, and she uh, just got bloused up in Queensland in the uh, in the Oaks or the Futurity up there, so she was a terrific uh, bitch, and then obviously she went on to uh, produce some really good ones that we're still racing some of the, the uh, descendants of Frosty Fruits now, so yeah, without doubt, she was a real, really good bitch for myself. Uh, your uh, family goes back a long line of uh, the family goes back into greyhound racing dating back your grandfather Dave back in the 30s was in the dogs your dad Ken's obviously in the dogs still um, mate tell me tell me is it true that uh, at your high school certificate Sylvania high school you uh, you wrote your ambition was to be Sydney's leading greyhound trainer yeah, yeah, um, I aimed high. I could have just uh, been a bit better there, but uh, yeah, I, I, everyone else was uh, plumbers and dentists or whatever, and I, I went for the leading greyhound trainer. So uh, yeah, it's taken a while to to get to that point of uh, being a greyhound, being a hobby trainer for a while. But in the last uh, eighteen months, I've uh, had a crack full time now. So um, it's been a slow process. It's certainly not easy. So um, yeah, you, you've always uh, looking for your next winner, basically, but. Um, I'm sort of starting to enjoy it. It's a little bit more pressure than when I had a job, but uh, it's got its good points in that as well. So, um, yeah, no, hopefully things will keep improving. Now, what was the catalyst to uh, to going full-time? Whether it was a case of, if I don't give it a shot now, I probably never will? Pretty much, yeah. Um, it just coincided with COVID and uh, my job at the airport. They um, There was an offer to, to take some money and leave. And I thought, and my partner, Samantha, was a big influence there. She said, like, you've always wanted to try it. Now's the go. We'll support you. So, um yeah, that's when we, we sort of made the decision to have a try. And uh, if everything didn't work out, there's always, like, a, another option. So, um, yeah, we thought, why not? And uh, as I say, the industry's going really well at the moment. And um, I'm more set up now with my own property and, and everything than what I was back uh, 10 years or so ago. So I thought, well, we'll have a go and uh, and see what we can do anyway. How many in the kennel? 
Uh, we roughly keep about 12 in work, but, um, yeah, tried to keep it to a minimum, to be honest. Um, my dad, Ken, as you mentioned earlier, he's a massive help, so um, you never like to get too many down there, and I find you can just uh, work on about 10 to 12 is, is, a, is a reasonable number. And, uh, yeah, we mainly train our own, but we do have a couple for other uh, clients, mates of mine. So, uh, yeah, that's just a good number, and, yeah, we'll stick to that at this stage anyway. Mate, it doesn't sound like you've got any regrets about leaving the job and you're enjoying it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I do miss a f few little things of uh, working like a teamwork-type environment at the airport there. Uh, Greyhound training is a bit more on your own, uh, long days, trialling and different things, heading to meetings. It is a completely different type of lifestyle, but um, in saying that, I've got two young kids now, uh, so I get to see a lot more of them at home and take them to different things that I wasn't able to do as well and then off to the races at night and quite often they'll come and join me as well. So it's a pretty big family-type setup. so um, I'm enjoying that side of it and, uh, yeah, don't regret it too much at all. Mate, it sounds like deja vu all over again with the uh, the kids at the track like yourself. Yeah, pretty much. I think uh, well, my daughter, Oxy, she's uh, she's already got the lead and collar and drags a couple of the oldies around the property, and that's what I used to do at my grandparents' place back in the early 80s. So I look at that sometimes and think how it all, it all takes up. But, um, yeah, and then the little bloke, Josh, he's, uh, he's right into He loves animals and dogs, so um, he collects dishes and does all the yards. They're only they're th four and three, so, um, yeah, they're, they're right involved as well. Mate. Buddy, best of luck on Saturday night with embracing that final. Uh, fingers crossed it all uh, works out the way that uh, you hope it does. She uh, does land somewhere near that lead and uh, finishes too strong for him. Thanks for the time, for uh, for taking the time this morning and having a chat and give us a bit of update on yourself, mate. Yeah, not a problem, Mick. Good on you. Talk to you. Appreciate it. There he was, Craig Tapolo. has embracing the final of the Peter Mossman on Saturday night and he's... Uh, He's looking forward to it immensely. Uh, we wish him and all the others that do have finalists in that race the best of luck. He certainly does, Mick, uh, and uh, great to hear a little bit of uh, the story there of Mick as well. What about uh, your next guest who's going to join us, Peter Sim? Um, what a day out of tom Tamora. Mate, he did have a bit of a day out, didn't he? He, had, uh, he took 13 runners to Tamora, uh, ended up winning six races and four place getters in those races. That's, uh, that's not a bad day, and uh, I think he's on the line joining us. The dogs are barking by the sound of it. You there, Pete? I am, Mick. How are you? Very well, buddy. Very well. I was just saying it was a, a bit of a day out on Tuesday at Tamora, the six winners, but it's actually not the first time you've trained six winners at Tamora, although there was a little quirk last time. <laughs> there was, Mick. Yeah, we we got six up there before, and uh, one of them caught the lure, and she dropped back through the field, ended up winning the race, but they took it off because of uh, she she did make contact with the lure. Right, there was uh, there was some maidens and some, some fifth graders amongst those uh, winners on Tuesday. Um, it must be good seeing those promising young dogs start to come through. Yeah, yeah, it's always good to get a winner, Mick. But yeah, the young <laughs> dogs—they've got, you know, they've got they've got a bit of upside to them. They're only young; they're learning, and yeah, they broke in nice. Like, you know, they they broke in quite well. Um, there was no alarm bells, but they they've just gone on with it, and hopefully, they can keep going on with it. Now you uh, you mentioned breaking in. You uh, do a lot of education down there, a lot of breaking in and so forth down to Moorway. Um, 
Like one of the one of the bitches that you did break in and educate and train early on was a, a bitch called She's a Pearl. Uh, was there indications early on that uh, that she had it all? Uh, not not to start with, Mick. She broke in a bit better than average, but every time she went out, she she progressed. Yeah, she you could tell there was half the litter was was uh, above average and the other half was average. Um, but yeah, her and her sister. Um, believe it or not, her sister was probably the better race dog, and she got injured early. Door. She was in a group one very early on, um, ran second, and. This bitch, he was, uh, as in, she's a pearl. She was always probably the faster bitch, but I don't know, it just took her a little bit to learn a trade. Like, she she went out at Wagga and, and did break the track record on her maiden, but then got beat in the final. So it goes to show, you know, mm. she's gone on and done it, and, and she got beat in the second race start pretty convincingly after breaking the track record. So they can make mistakes. <laughs> like, that's racing, isn't it, unfortunately? It is, yeah. But you uh, you had her for quite a while. You won a, a stack of races with her, and then um, Andy Lord ended up buying her for uh, for himself and some clients. Uh, is, is it tough when that happens, or is it just a case of well, that that's racing, that's business? No, mate, no. Well, she was, yeah. She, Andy Andy had his eye on her early doors, and and I said she was going well. She she did the maiden, um, then she. You know, she was running second to her sister a bit, and then we stepped her up. She, to start with, her sister was always going to be 500, but her, she, there was a question mark on her because she was quick early. Um, she she learned to race and and got into her work and and can run the five and obviously runs it even better still now under Andy. Um, but yeah, no, she, you know, they they come to me early doors or Andy did and said I, I like that bitch. And he made me an offer and I said no. Yeah, that happened two or three times, and you know, at the end of the day, I think she won six straight at, at Wenny for me, and and he come back to me again, and he sort of put something on the table that I I sort of looked twice at, and I said, <laughs> no, you, you can have you can have a good luck, like. But at the end of the day, you, you can see that she was nice, but who can foresee that she go on and do what she did? But you know, she's in pretty good hands too. Don't forget. Mate, this is this is true. They do know what they're doing, Andy and Jody. It's uh, yeah, no doubts there. But mate, I, I guess yeah, you can you can also look off and try and uh, yeah, oh, 100%, start it around. Mate. Yeah, no, it's yeah, like you know, if if I was worried about her doing what she's doing, you you wouldn't sell. Mm. No, you wish them all the best, mate. You know what I wish? I hope she wins the second big one. Yes, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Oh well, it's it'd be hard to go around, wouldn't it? Like, I mean, <laughs> You know, like it's it's nice to have a dog in that they say, but to win it and then to back up and and do it again, all in within a twelve month period, it'd be a pretty big feat, wouldn't it? Absolutely, mate. He's uh, Andy has said that he he plans to bring her back in that Southern Stars series, which is coming up very soon. Uh, tomorrow and Wagga have heats as well as Goulburn. I'd imagine that you'd have some set for that. Oh well, <laughs> is there any point? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the bitch, the bitch knows both tracks. She knows Tamora better, and and obviously Andy would have had her around Goulburn a few times. Mm. Um, so you know, if she's coming back as good as as what she was, she's probably better, mate. That's her first season, so she's probably better. Um, you know, she's she'd be hard to she'd be hard to beat, wouldn't she? Yeah, mate, you'd, you'd imagine so. But mate, as as that, as you saw in that uh, final, it was a funny things happen in racing. For sure, for sure. Oh, mate, if there's something here going good enough, by all means, you know you can't 
you can't not go in it because she's there. But, yeah, we'd put something in it as long as they're going well enough, for sure. I don't know what he ended. She had a pretty big season. I don't know. I don't know how far along she is, but I dare say he'd have her up Kerry Wright, you know, like leading into it. So I don't know if he's coming to tomorrow or, or for the heats or just staying down there. Yeah, I don't think he's made up his mind. I think he's leaving everyone guessing. Half his luck. <laughs> Pete, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. I do appreciate you taking the time. Congratulations, as I said, on those six winners last Tuesday and uh, and good luck with the team as we move forward and if you do find one for that star series. Sounds good. Thanks, mate. Thank you, Pete. Dave, there he was. Peter Sims, an incredible day at Tomorrow last week. Mate, just touching on that Southern Stars series that we were speaking about, those first heats are at Tomorrow on July 17. They follow up with heats at Wagga and Goulburn on the 22nd of July. That final, which is worth 50000 to the winner, will be held at Goulburn on July 29. There's also heats of the Zoom Top Maiden over the 440 at Goulburn. Uh, the winner of that race, it's been, it's been increased as well to 25000 All those details can be found on thedogs.com.au, though, mate. Sensational, Mick. Looking forward to it. Um, before we let you go and get your best bets, what about this Grafton Carnival next Wednesday night? I'm hearing a lot about it. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm up and about. I've, I've never been up to Grafton for the uh, the thoroughbreds and now to throw on top this Grafton Carnival of a night. Um, Thursday mornings will be really interesting <laughs> listening on Racing HQ. <laughs> Mate, it's, uh, it's, I've done it once or twice, and uh, it's it's arduous. If you do the whole carnival, it's really arduous because you have dog racing, dog racing, thoroughbred racing. But that uh, that Wednesday, Ramoni into the uh, into the Grafton Sprinters Cup, Grafton Maiden final. It's a big night at uh, at the Grafton Greyhound track as well, mate. Yeah, as I said, if you're if you're losing, you head to the Grafton track to get out. If you're winning, you head to the Grafton Greyhound track to uh, to win more. So whatever it works out, you just end I like up the Grafton Greyhound track, mate. It'll be and fun. hopefully a Blues victory as well, mate. We can go right on with oh, it. So mate, just, yeah. just just gets better, doesn't it? I'm, t- I'm just, I'm just saying. Thursday morning, this time next week, could be some very interesting listening on Sky Sports Radio. Uh, what about a, a bet tonight, mate? Mate, uh, let's just quickly run around our three venues. Casino, the best there. Race seven, dog number six, Kingsbury Bear. Gunnedah this afternoon. Race five, number three, Amber Lily. And Adapto tonight. The good thing comes up in race four. It's dog number five, Mortified. Great to have you on, Mick. Have a good day, mate. Thank you, buddy. Chat soon. Mick Cowley there from Greyhound Racing, New South Wales, and a big thanks as well to Brittany Graham in that half an hour for On The Pace. We'll take a break. Return shortly, Sky Sports Radio.